0: Come on, this is silly now. Let, let's be in. <sighs> I don't, look, I know I haven't been in this part of the studio for a while, but it's still my studio. <gasps> no, you can't Playing play for Squatter's Rights. <laughs> it's my studio. It's my show. <laughs> You're not doing your own shows. I've been seeing the feed. There's nothing been happening. I'm gonna climb through the old you created couple of series back. What? What you get over there? Yes, I know you're here as well. You're new. They don't know you if they only listen to the podcast, Joe. You sit over there. You sit over there. You sit over there, and you both bloody behave. This is my show. No one else's. (sighs) Welcome aboard. blowers out there this is n64 life with myself cliff foster aka the amazing cliff on the old twitter your guide through the world's greatest computer game console of all time the nintendo 64 oh it's good to be back i needed that time off to really re-energize because i was Obviously, if you listen back, I was going for a lot at that time, six months ago, and I was continuing on with streams, and something just had to drop off, and unfortunately, that was the pods. However, I'm back. How regularly? I don't know. But I'm definitely back. I don't know. I'm going to try and do it fortnightly, but I have got things on the horizon which might mess that up already. But... I will be hopefully here every two weeks. Just keep an eye on the Twitter. I will make you aware. And do you know what? It's gonna be lovely to wrap this off at the top. Because, as I said, we, we there's the show. The show continues. You know, even if the podcasts not here, the show does continue over on Twitch, N64 Life Podcast, where we play the N64, but now we also play the GameCube and Game Boy Advance. Um, which is really, really cool. We've got some great games going at the moment. We've got Simpsons Hit and Run. We've got actually uh, Mario Advance. This, w- if you're listening to this today, tonight at eight thirty till eleven, we're gonna have Mario Advance Four, which is Yoshi's Island. That's gonna be great fun. I can't wait for that as well as a couple of other games. Up in the old uh, vote, you know how it works by now. But the vote does actually has actually slightly changed. You get one N64 game. You get one GameCube game. And you get one Game Boy Advance game. Ah, I'm I'm really excited that I've actually knackered myself out. My breathing has gone a bit AWOL because I was so pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies just sort of breathing down the mic like <laughs> 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 that's just what you want but as I said there's a list to get off the wall finally I can reset this list because if you're a part of that Twitch stream you can claim a shout out and these people for the last six months have at least claimed for one shout out you got Seen Dune welcome aboard you got super sexy Dave Fisher welcome welcome you've got phil phil IF yeah, phil you got quack so we got Sof. i safe i safe the podcast ain't gonna continue unless you wave it's a bloody wave! i don't care if you're on a bus wave i say hi so hi so and we got neil we've got em i would wait for you but <laughs> <laughs> the joke we're worth in. Uh We got Misha, welcome aboard. We got Matty, boo twitches, welcome aboard, buddy. We've got Timson. We've got James Station 64. We've got the bringer of the chaos herself, Sarah, and we've got Adam ACA. Welcome aboard, all you lot. Oh, do you know what I'm gonna do this live on it? I'm gonna rub them out. God, they're gone. <laughs> that visual trigger of Claire, these people <laughs> have, have claimed for a shout out and you're not doing podcasts. <laughs> but we, we kick off with a blind of one, but I will be making an announcement of what the next uh, episode will be. It will be a battle for Jinjos that has been on the back burner written for the last year so I will explain a bit more at the end of the podcast but it was written a year ago and uh, I can't wait to do it. It's going to be a really, really good episode. It was just such a shame. I decided through moral reasons of uh, yeah, shelving it for a bit but I feel that now it's time to do it. I- I'm really looking forward to it. However we go on to today and it would be easy for me to just jump in to a battle for jinjos my comfort zone <laughs> for podcasting by myself however there's something serious we need to talk about and that is project reality check and that's where we review terrible games terrible games however we're starting off with a blinder, ladies and gentlemen today we'll be discussing this game Superman, the new adventures of Superman, or commonly known as just Superman, or to the wider public, Superman 64. A lot of you will know when I hit 200 followers on Twitch, I was unlucky enough to go through and complete this game, uh, some of it off of camera. (laughs) <laughs> because I am bloody, I was frustrated. We're going to go into it. We're going to go into it. However, yeah, I have been unfortunate enough to be one of those people that could say, I've completed this game, and I can give a fair assessment of it. And that is what I'm going to do. This is not going to be your normal run of a mill y- YouTube show that is just going to be living off of what it's seen in the past. This is my evaluation of this game. So, after six months away, let's do this. Titus Interacted, a name that is known for its quality, and never is mocked online as a publisher and developer who created some of the worst games of the 80s, 90s, and noughties. Can't keep it up but let's get our feet a little bit wet into the history of titus interactive created back in 1985 by brothers eric and herve khan uh creating games for the amiga the amstrad cpc the atari st the commodore 64 the zx spectrum and the early alliterations of the pc uh, they joined the console market uh, with the master system creating a game called Crazy Car Series. Um, however, they did then jump into the Game Boy and the SNES with the Lamborghini American Challenge. Um, I would like to say that these games were well-received and that it started off well for them. However, it, they were not, and they were seen as a very simple outings uh, most of these games and very much treading ground that had already been or just known for lack of quality. Um, they decided to do what every publisher did at this time, and that is to try and push their mascot as a platforming character. And so Titus the Fox made his debut in 1991 uh, with uh, for Titus the Fox uh, to Marrakesh and back, where he had to go and... Go and save his beloved because guess what that's that's the only thing that games seemed to do at that time uh where he'd be able to go to uh, the story has it in the title but across the sahara desert on foot riding a skateboard flying a magic carpet you set off across the sahara to free your kidnapped love foxy uh, you encounter many enemies such as baby boon The kid with the deadly bottle, and Toyo, the spectacled snake. Why are glasses so sinister? This mega game has been hailed by critics as an influence for jump and runs in the computer games world. Now, I'm not... That that seems really positive. Do you know why? Because that's Steam trying to push it out for seven quid. If you want to go buy it now on your lovely Steam decks, you can... For seven whole pounds, or if you are a retro collector, you can get that on the Game Boy as well. They were then later to go on to create the Blues Brothers game uh which was yet again a side-scrolling platformer uh for the snes a uh, prehistoric man and prince of persia 2 the shadow of the flame now this is a rare good game for titus well done titus you can do it you can create good games and that gave them the confidence coming to this new generation of the nintendo 64 the playstations the sega sands to go yes You can do this you've got this titus you've got this and actually they did create very early on a rare classic as well in the way of virtual chess and it is so well thought of so let's turn to the n64 anthology to see what that has to say about virtual chess virtual chess does exactly what it says on the tin playable in 2d from above or 3d in a controllable camera which features funny little animated clips whenever a piece gets taken off the board. The AI is absolutely astonishing, seeing it it was based on the chess engine that beat the infamous Chess Master Deep Blue. However, the game is as much aimed at seasoned players as it is newcomers, seeing there's a nicely made tutorial and also two different difficulty settings for beginners in which the cpu will slip up from time to time as well as 12 other settings on the n64 chess enthusiasts don't have much of a choice it's either virtual chess 64 or nothing lucky for them titus got things right for once it's it's a rarity this is an absolute rarity for titus that this game is so fondly fought after and seeing that you had battle chess that came out, you know, I think about 10 years prior to that, you know, I think that it is one of those games that people do look back on with very, very fond memories. It was, it's, it's not really a hard concept, but they did it right. They made sure that they didn't just go for the season professionals. They also went for that casual audience. Now, because of this, Even though they've got this completely right, only 60,000 units were shifted of this, which is such, such a shame. And I think it's more likely because it's such a niche thing, especially seeing that this is the late 90s where people wanted that shock element with their games. And even though it didn't shift the numbers that it was expecting... It's still well thought after. And so was another early game for uh, Titus, which was Automobili Lamborghini, which came out in late 1997 in Europe and North America and mid 1998 in Japan. Now, this game actually, yet again, it wasn't superb. However, as an early title, it definitely showed promise and was the first racing game to really jump into having four players um so it was the first realistic racing game that you can have all four controllers plugged into and you play this game in its proper nintendo 64 multiplayer experience um now as i said it actually got a fair rating uh but the major thing is this saw some money come back it sold 470,000 copies which was a lot better take than what Virtual Chess 64 saw. Um, it's, it's one of those things with these early games. It did show massive promise for Titus. It showed that Titus could do this. And it wasn't long until a big, big player in the way of movies and cartoons saw the relationship they could have with this blossoming... Publisher and developer. That's the lap record! That's the lap record! That's the lap record! Weekday afternoons on Fox. Batman's getting (laughs) busy. He's gonna jump. Take him, boys. Jolt. Fly. to do is hang on. We'll end this on a note. Get ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, weekdays at 4.30 on Fox 39. Now, over at Warner Brothers, success was being had. And that was they struck a bit of gold in the way of Batman. Now, with the Tim Burton movies, they created a brilliant Batman movies. However, they couldn't ever figure out how to target this at kids. But keep the wider community happy with the quality of those Batman stories without making it too childlike. Then came the success of the animated series that we all love and enjoyed, with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill really producing some of the the best, the best voice acting that we would see in the next 20 years, so much so that it saw them reprise those roles in computer games of the modern time. Now, with this success, what uh, Warner Brothers wanted to do was to look at what other superhero franchises they owned and what better way to do it with DC's top guy. He drinks his vitamins and eats his milk. I think that's the right way around. it's, It's Superman. Now, they wanted to go for this yet again. Looking at the darker tones of Batman, how do you make that sort of tone go across to Superman? And what they did was they actually looked at Superman itself and went, "Okay, where can we find influences?" And they looked to 1990 1986 reboot of Superman, uh, created by Dr- John Byrne, um, taking uh, the taking the Man of Steel back to basics and more of a 1950s style, because that dark Batman style would not have worked, which meant that exciting new open world game could appear. Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen have been kidnapped. Who will save the day? You are Superman all the powers are yours flight heat vision super speed super strength freezing breath and x-ray vision buy early and receive a dc comics collector's edition superman comic book superman the new adventures video game but who can take on that challenge now, Eric, one of the brothers, jumped at the license because no one else would. So with this, obviously, Warner Brothers had that license open. Titus have jumped in and smuggled it up. Now, Khan's first idea was to create a gameplay based around what we saw in 1996 with Tomb Raider, but this time using a superhero instead. He explained in an interview it would stretch the N64 to its limits, featuring Superman's ability to to fly, fight, and include every superpower. However, this would be too much for the N64's limitations on the cart storage. As a result, less than 10% of his original design was in this final product. So he had really big ambitions with this. Had really big ambitions. But only a few days after the deal was made, Warner Brothers stepped in. And instead of wanting a open world game, they wanted more of a sim-like game, so Sim City, where you would have a metropolis and build your metropolis but have Superman as the mayor of uh, Metropolis. You would then stop villains coming in and, you know, having it as a simulation of the city. However, Titus were passionate about their deal, passionate about it, and they pushed it going forward this open world. And Warner Brothers kept pushing back because there were certain elements that they added into there with, like, Superman swimming underwater. And they would turn around and say, well, Superman doesn't swim underwater. You know, but it it kept... They they tried to keep on pushing, and some of these elements would actually survive in the actual game itself. Now comes in that awkward moment of trying to promote this towards kids, but then have a superhero. Now, one of the other things that they didn't like was the addition of the the superpowers because some of these superpowers would be elements of being able to actually harm real people you know harm people so it was very much brought back from that as well and although parts of this game were used as tutorial per for tutorial purposes they were actually brought into the latter stages Of this game, they were actually created as fundamentally the thing that is most heavily memed was a tutorial stage. Now the limitations really restricted them. So if you have played the game, and we will go into gameplay in a minute, there's constant fog, and that is for obvious draw draw. You know, there's massive draw problems in that game because the the map is huge. Like even games with larger maps at the time, with uh, body harvest this map is is about four times the size of what that map was now as i said warner brothers hated the idea and they pushed it back pushed it back pushed it back but titus would not shift and then in europe on the 23rd of july 1999 north america on the 31st of may 1999 it was released the New Adventures of Superman, or commonly known as Superman 64. Um, it took two years to develop this game. However, let's find out together in an almost Battle for Jinjo style breakdown on if this succeeded. So we first go into storyline. because it's a superhero movie you expect this to have such an engaging storyline that's going to take you through with loads of engrossing pieces you know investing you into this you know almost like a virtual comic book so grip on because this is going to be a hell of a journey and it may well take up the whole podcast less lex luther creates a virtual version of Metropolis and then succeeds into trapping Lois Lane Jimmy Olsen and Emmeline Hamilton within it. Superman is forced in the virtual world and is forced to fly through series of rings and destroy cars. He also has to complete obstacles in order to save his friends and stop Lex Luger. Other villains' Superman battles in the game include Parasite, Dark Saints, Duck Seed, and Brainiac. <laughs> Wait... There's more to this! There must... There must be... What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean that's it?! That's it?! For a comic book... Fundamentally, a comic book computer game? That's it! That's your lot! That's your storyline. Just he's created this virtual world. Now, you could actually turn around. Now, that this is where the game's restrictions alter the actual game itself. Because it's pretty obvious that this was meant to be a metropolis open world. Yeah? In one, it's meant to be a metropolis open world. However, there is definitely a lack of people there. Occasionally, you'll see an annoying little twerp on a skateboard. Occasionally, for some strange strange reason, there's a mother walking her push chair up on top of buildings. We don't know why she's there. However, you've got to save her. And then old people, the old people you have to save. But it seems to be that Metropolis has a population or this virtual Metropolis has a population of four. So you can see why they've done that. Obviously, the crypto fog as well. The crypto fog. Maybe an explanation of why Superman can't use his powers all the time. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But it is it is literally. Let's base this story of this virtual world. Behind the restrictions that we had with this game. It's absolute bobbins. Now, they, a lot of these restrictions were created by them. And we're going to go into that in graphics and sound. However, this is. I mean, like. Diddy Kong Racing has a better storyline. It's a fucking racing game. How is this? How is this? Uh, by the way, hashtag Justice Timber. Um, I mean, how is this actually a thing? But that's not a storyline. That's a that's a That's a bloody paragraph. It's a shame we're not putting this up against anything else. Because I can't say it's one, I can't say it's last, the Jinjo. The Jinjo's taking a gun to itself. Help. Not you, Joe. Help. Not you. Not you. No, Help. I'm not threatening you with guns. I'm just saying that the Jinjo would have knocked himself off. Not, not like that. Not even. But it's, I mean, it's just... Ugh. Anyway. As a storyline... <laughs> if it if it could have a Jinjo, it ain't getting one <laughs> So let's go on to gameplay Now, Superman, he's got fourteen levels of this lovely open world game with the crypto bug in this virtual metropolis. And you've got a wide range of things to do in Virtual Metropolis. You can fly around. As long as it's through the oops, you've got to go through the oops. There is a free roam mode, actually, so I won't mock it too much. Got to go through the oops, through those lovely spaghetti oops. Now, this is the thing that is most heavily mocked. The thing that is heavily meaned. And do you know what? This is where there, there is going to be a fair bit of piss taking to this game. However, this is where Cliff actually says this is in the way of gameplay actually pretty entertaining it's actually really entertaining some of the maps that it leads you on so what it does is it it gives you the it gives you the hoops and you've got ones in distance that aren't green you've got the one that you're meant to go through next that is green you've got the one just before that is sort of a goldy color and you can only miss out on five hoops on your run from A to B. Now, some of the little maps it gives you is really good later on because it's just like roller coastery ones. So it goes up and then down and it actually feels really, really nice. But a Superman in the air does actually feel all right. You know, he controls sometimes, he's got the turning circle, the Titanic sometimes. However, it doesn't feel terrible for a flying game. There's plenty of worse flying games out there definitely definitely i i think that he actually flies okay you know it's a shame that you can't use the l buttons or something to make him fly a bit more sharp around things you know or you can't use any powers when you're flying or you have to be completely still to be able to use anything um it's a bit of a shame on those sort of aspects but the flying side of things is getting a thumbs up from me so round of applause that that's that's worth it it's not worth the game but it's worth it into a way yeah <laughs> now one of the things that isn't easy uh, is actually when you battle off against the baddie so you can fight off against the foot soldiers on the floor and then these flying robots that just seem to be dropping like the sort of almost comical minds the circles with the little spiny bits on the outside um now with this a lot of the time, you will want to battle these things standing up, especially the people on the floor. However, it is actually easier just to fly into them. <laughs> so not like any of the fighting mechanics, because I tell you what, the, the, the collision detection in this bloody game is awful. It's, it's not good. However, with the flying, it's pretty funny that you just sort of go flying into them. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they don't it's a bit hit and miss and also when you're flying after things you can just sort of fly into them and then superman will pick them up and then yeet them into the distance now the only thing with these baddies is that sometimes there's no logical rhyme or reason where they are sometimes they're completely underpowered or overpowered like you are stuck in situations where you're between two of the baddies that it's left you off on the ring journey And it will leave you between two of the baddies with rocket launchers. Both of the bloody blokes have got rocket launchers. They shoot you both twice and you die and you get the (laughs) looks wins above your head. We will go into that in a minute. Uh, However, yeah, you've got it it can be quite frustrating as well as the, the, the multiple stopping the twisters where you have to gain a power because that's how Superman works. He has to find a specific image before he can use his powers. That's well known. I know you're a massive Superman fan. I get it. You know that's how Superman works. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really weird at times that you you've got cars, you've got situations where you have to stop cars, you've got situations where you have to save police cars uh, that are for some reason driving down the road, and uh, yeah, you have to you have to save them even though they're the police. But anyway. But that, at that point, it's just easier just to pick up the car and... F- <laughs> with it, um, It's a police car. And the same with the, car, the cars themselves. You know, you want to be able to s- stop as Superman in front of them and go stop and then throw them. No, no, no. Superman has the speed of a... Uh, he, he's basically... You imagine if you did both your kneecaps in. That's how Superman walks. And that's how quickly Superman walks. So it is frustrating, uh, frustrating to fight with him on the floor. And the thing is, is that it would give you these baddies stopping bits, and it will always give you a timer. No matter what you're doing in this game, it just loves to give you a timer. And by the time you've realized where the baddies are, your timer's usually gone. Now, this wouldn't be too much of a problem if it took you back to a consistent save state. However, this game in gameplay is frustrating because what it will do sometimes, it will take you back to your last challenge. That's brutal. That's fine. But you imagine if it took you four minutes to get there through those lovely rings. I said the ring sections, stop mocking them. Play the game. It's actually quite entertaining at times. You go through that section. you, You spend four minutes getting there, and then you get killed within seconds, or you can't figure out what you're meant to be doing before the timer runs out. And then it takes you back those four minutes before. Now, that's fine. But sometimes it can take you back four challenges. There's not a consistent um, checkpoint. There's sometimes checkpoints that will take you just back. Sometimes it will do it at time. There's no rhyme or reason. There's completely no rhyme or reason to this game of when it will take you back to a checkpoint or not. I played this game multiple times. And on certain sections, I go, oh, well, that's fine. Because there's a checkpoint here. And then I'll go back and play it and I go, oh, there's no bloody checkpoint there. Fantastic. Brilliant. So, as I said, you've got the twisters where you can sort of super blow. Stop it. Uh, The twisters away. Um, With the gameplay, the most frustrating part, as I said, is when Superman's on foot. Let alone graphics. And we'll go into falling through the stage in a minute. However, he controls. Like... It, it makes no sense. It's like literally walking down to your local Weatherspoons, grabbing the bloke that's been sat in there since 11 o'clock in the morning and then attempting to get him to do the Krypton Factor obstacle course. Just getting him to walk in a straight line is hard enough, let alone to do the obstacle course. And that is what it's like to control Superman on the floor. And then, as I said, you've got the problem with his punches and kicks because they don't even land half the time. And sometimes they're overpowered. Sometimes they're completely not powered against the bosses. So there's no rhyme or reason. Half the time with the bosses, it's actually easier just to pick up whatever robots are around you Lug them towards them and hope that you don't get hurt by the the explosions. Now, apart from the fighting and the flying and the the constant fucking countdowns, and Lex wins. You've also they try to add a puzzle element into this um, with the inside levels. So you've got the open world outside levels, and then you go into these inside levels, um, and they're usually combined with a couple of bits and pieces like. Collect the keycard, get a certain code in a certain place, go and find the code hidden behind something, you know, and go to different l- floors and get these keycards. And then very much follow that pattern. But the problem is, yet again, you are doing that. Superman is fucking walking around. And it is not enjoyable. It is actually not enjoyable. And as I said, you face off against Marla, Mattello, Darkseid, uh, Brainiac, and. Um, i'm not a superman fan i don't know who they are most of them uh, brainiac i think is the only one i know and i think that you face off against these these villains and you go okay so they're gonna give me an interesting fight but half the time as i said they are so overpowered it gets then frustrating because then you have to try and figure out how to get to them with enough bloody health to actually battle them and hope that you avo- avoid some of their strikes. So gameplay in a whole, as I said, the, the thing that always fascinates me is the thing that is so heavily means in the way of its gameplay is actually the most enjoyable thing. And the funny thing is, it gives you free difficulties. It gives you easy, it gives you normal, and it gives you Superman. Now, if you chose easy... They do the lovely thing of uh, taking out the enjoyable part of this game. <laughs> so if you want easy, just to see what the levels are like, the internal levels, you can do that. But if you want to actually do the only thing that's any, any form of enjoyable out of this game, you have to, you have to do it on normal. Um, it's, it's one of those things. And we'll go into this in the overall wrap. Um, the gameplay when he's flying around i think could have easily been tweaked i don't think that this game is dead i don't think it is dead i think that this game could have easily been tweaked to actually make it fairly enjoyable that it's just an open world game with superman facing up against challenges but it just seemed that titus just tried to give them too much to do in too short a period of time with limitations to what they were doing and as i said some of those limitations were self-inflicted and we will go on to that in a minute but it's that element of that it's is it the worst gameplay of all time no it's not the worst gameplay of all time when he's walking around it's getting there but it's not the worst gameplay of all time so let's go on to graphics sound and see if that's the worst of all time, because supposedly this is the worst game of all time, isn't it? Let's let's find out. So let's start with sound, okay? So the music is actually fairly lazy and repetitive it's the same sort of bass track over and over again quite soft quite subtle um and actually when you go into the game it it's such a shame because if we're looking at sound when you go into the game lex says in short time your fate will be sealed superman now that's it it, like that's like oh oh there's actual sound clips and as soon as you go into the game Superman goes, then there's no time to waste. You go, okay, okay. But the music element of the background music is very simple. It's very do-do-do-do-do. It's those sorts of music, you know, it's not overpowering. And you almost forget it's there. Now, one of the annoying things is the sound effects. The so sound effects you have, the sound effects as he's flying along, the normal sort of standard whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. As you go along, you know, it's it's... It's got those sound effects you expect. Underwater, it does a little bit of a... It, it's, it's very bog standard. However, the frustrating side of this is distance. So it will have explosions. So especially on those sort of levels where you have to find where the baddie is. You've got a certain amount of baddies killed before a certain time. And you, they're all up in the air. And you can't see them because the thick, dense fog. And you're listening for the bangs. And there's no distance to that. So the person, it could be right on top of you or it could be way away in the distance and you, there's no difference. There's no difference where those bangs are. So it doesn't make full use of any technology available to it. It's not even in stereo. It's in mono almost. It's it's quite frustrating. (laughs) And then one of the sounds that gets you every time is Lex's laugh—it's—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's pain-inducing. Like the amount of times, as I said, where you get the problems with the save states. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a <laughs> to appear, and you go, "You can get in the bin." <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anymore. What, you, what is this? Um, but, you know. <laughs> it's the most annoying thing in the world. Why do that? Why? Why? Oh, but let's go into how it looks. So the colors, let's, let's go into the basic side of things. The colors, Superman himself, the levels. It looks very much like the cartoon did. Now, I wasn't a huge watcher of the cartoon, but obviously I've seen it where it uh, cameos in other movies, most recently Space Jam. Um, it, 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 It sort of cameos as it goes along, and as I said, it has that really nice sort of city of the future feel from 1950s. However, so does this city. However, you could see the limitations here because there's certain buildings that just weren't built streets where you're like oh this looks like those mats it, uh, parents will remember or you might remember from your childhood where you used to have those play mats where you push your cars around and it would have the roads on and it would have the you know the the specific buildings but they were flat on there there's moments in that where honest to god they just didn't finish fixing it and it's like a map on the floor you're like oh it's almost like being in, it's almost like being in time team and they're going to there was a building here and then you having to explain you having to imagine there was a building there in the first place so it's completely uncompleted and the, and it, and the character animations in it as well so as i said the colors are fine the how it looks is it looks like the cartoon the character animations Honestly God, I read I read somewhere that this has 20 frames of animation. It only has 20 frames of animation. Now I tried to find if that was sarcasm. Or if that was real, and they said that certain parts, like where the the punching consists of two frames of animation, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not doubting this, but because of every single review and and uh, and sort of watchback of this, I could find it's very, a lot of people go there be sarcastic, so I just could couldn't figure it out. Now, when Superman's walking around these levels, as I said, the texture, the collision detections ain't there. And the textures and the world, it, it, you know, it, it, you befested this. You just fall through the ground at times. And that's even worse, as I said, because as I said before, you've got the problem of, you've got no, you've got no guarantee you're going to go back to your last jetpack. So usually you just have to restart the level. And the cart constantly freezing it does, like it literally. If it takes too much, the car and the system just just die on you. And I tried this through emulation on both my uh, NTSC console and my PAL console. I thought maybe it's the PAL problem. It isn't. It is just a genuine problem of the game. Now, I can you can turn around and say, look, they try too much. However, they did try too much. Yeah, they did try too much. However. We all know that this, this console has its restrictions, yeah? This console has its restrictions because a cart space is a lot smaller than a disk space, yeah? It, it, it does... It makes sense. It, it's so much smaller. However, when you're creating your game, and in 1999, there is no excuse for this. This is during the height of this game. They only used an 8 megabyte cart. That's bonkers. Road Rash 64, which came out pretty much the same time, used a 32 meg cart. I'm sorry, but you are creating a rod for your own back at that point. That is nothing else apart from you creating an absolute rod for your own back. That's your fault. That's no one else's, Titus. You've decided that you could commit... they knew they weren't going to shift numbers that is literally it they knew they weren't going to shift numbers so most of these problems yeah i don't think the fog would have ever gone but maybe the frames of animation (laughs) and the boring music and the shit sound effects maybe that would have been solved with a larger car quite simply quite simply so if, if this was a battle for Gingos, would this get a jinjo? <laughs> I don't know. No. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> That's quite simple, really. No, it bloody would not. It would not get a gingo for this. No, I'm not going to threaten to kill a jinjo again. I didn't threaten to kill the jinjo! Bloody thing. Um, so, yeah, Superman sound and graphics. Um... It's not the worst. Yet again, it's not the worst. And we will come onto that in the summary. It is not the worst out there. However, is it great? No. No, I'm not going to pretend it is spot on. But there are great games out there. I will give it to this. There are great games out there that look worse. There are N64 early 3D games that are superb, but they look worse. Yes, the sound usually comes with that, that they sound a lot better than this game, but they do look worse. Now, the actual sort of the the restrictions this gave the game, I still think it comes down to that cart size. This is turning very ranty, isn't it? But let's go into what other people thought and more importantly, what you lot thought of the game. So at the beginning of this stream, I was sort of alluding to the fact that lots and lots and lots and lots of people out there will consider this the worst game of all time. Now, I have one frustration with this, and that's not people having that opinion after playing the game. The major thing is, is that I hear the same things repeated. And as I said, if you actually sit down and play the game, one of the things that is heavily memes and uh, criticised is those rings and though i'm not saying that everybody likes those rings i'm not saying that everyone has the same mindset as me but i think to myself that the sentences that are used are very much copied and if i was to sit here now and open up 90 percent of youtube content or uh even podcasts uh, relating to it i i hear the same things repeating over and over again now Nine times out of ten, if that happens, and I'm not saying it's 100% certain with this, is it usually means that people are just repeating what other people's opinions are of it, and it turns into a thing of that this is the worst game of all time. Why? Because this YouTube channel told me it was. Have you gone and play it? No. Okay. So is it the worst game of all time? Is it the worst game of this generation? because i think that's where you have to fit it down to because it's very hard to say what is the worst game of all time is it et is it is it even sort of modern failures um and then what can consi- what do you consider the worst game of all time is that the gameplay is that in the uh storyline is that in the the presentation is that in the the expectation and then the delivery and i think that maybe for me it doesn't hurt because as i've said before i am not a superman fan so then i have to take my sort of self out of that and go okay is it because you have superman fans that are very upset by this game and i'm assuming there were because it was heavily like if you have a look at some of the um some of the, the advertisements for it you know there's a lovely there's a couple of really nice ones that made to look like the uh, look like the papers and it, it looks like he's advertising that Superman's here to save us all and you imagine that you've been waiting for a big superhero game for this console and there was only three that I can think of and two of them both being the DC franchises and from Warner Brother cartoons were cack so there's so many factors to take into account of what really constitutes something to be the worst game of all time. But I'm not here to look at all time. I am just here to look between the years of 1996 going in to 2001, and not only that, but only one console. <laughs> so does it? Does it gain that opinion? Well, let's. Let's go into what you guys thought before I give my overall view. And then let's have a look back at the reviews at the time. So I was obviously I put up that I was going to be doing the podcast again. And I thought sometimes when I put up that I'm doing these uh, that you will get (sighs) some people go. Oh, well, I've heard this about the game. I've heard that about the game. But there actually does seem to be a few people out there. That have played or owned this game. So we'll start with a collector which is Timson72. And he said that most people say they hate it have never played it. So another collector that's on the same wave space as me. And I, I don't know if you are an N64 collector. Please let me know if you are on that same sort of opinion that most people are on that scale of they hate it but they've never actually played the bloody game um my uh, so let's go on to some of your tweets back to me so let's start with bit selector at bit selector my memories of that are kind of numerous Like, like foggy i think they're indicating about the amount of fog i think i think they are however yeah i i i appreciated the pun um, Jack McCarthy, uh, Jack MCCW on Twitter says, I remember reading the view in N64 magazine and having and having a giggle about how much they hated it. Yeah, but that's the thing is that they really hated it at that time. The N64 magazine. And I'm going to see in a moment if I can find the review of that. Um, then we've got Tom Dylan McEvoy, who says, uh, th- hello, Tom. A couple weeks before Christmas 1999, I returned home aged eight from an extended hospital trip, confined to a wheelchair for a few months. To help cheer me up, oh no, dad got me an N64, set up ready to play a certain game when I got home. It was so bad, even he rage quit. Oh dear. That's, uh, you imagine that that being your, your you know get well soon. Luke Yendal says, Henry Cavill playing Quidditch. <laughs> 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 that's actually not a bad. Do you know what? I get it. I get it. I get it, mate. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's proper got me. That is that's That's really good at these days, God. Um. Uh, Chris Evans not that Chris Evans um, I think it's as the human torch He says wow' I'm sorry now picture that but everywhere um <laughs> he's got gift behind blow it oh I really like that that's really funny and then lastly Dan San of the underwater realm says uh, the fl- the flying through rings game you've got to wonder what they were thinking so let's go and see. What IGN felt and what the press felt. So I found it, the article from N64 magazine. It says Superman, a bit like Cooperman, but not as good. So I'm going to read verbatim what they said. If you backtrack a little to page 32, in fact, you'll see that Superman is the top of the import chart. Sadly, due to the constraints of the magazine deadlines, We never had a chance to warn the poor, unfortunate, unwittingly purchasing a copy of this game on anticipation that it might actually be (laughs) alright. If only Superman isn't alright in any way, shape or form. There's only a select band of games that can stagger you into silence with with their utter ineptitude and Superman is one of them. From promising beginnings, i.e., there's no spelling mistakes on the title screen, <laughs> the game quickly descends into an astonishingly crapness With the first level amalgamation of pilot rings, ring contest, and the free fr- <laughs> and the free mind blowing, awful sub games. One where you have to stop two cars running over some pedestrians by lifting the vehicles up and throwing them a couple of meters away. Question mark. The second, where you have to lift a police car up and carry it along a stretch of road with some sinister henchmen firing rocket launchers at each other. Question mark. And the third, where you have to use your ice breath to, ast- to extinguish Free tornadoes? Question mark. <laughs> you can't help but nod your head and just wonder why. Unfortunately, it gets worse. Once you've completed five brain, brain-numbing uh, levels of flying through rings, you're whisked away into a 3D adventure, and the blood-draining bl- horror of this game's control sims- system is demonstrated in full. Pressing Z. Uh, to get into the air then then have to press b to fly fine except the only way to stop flying is to crash into a solid object preferably a wall you then have to you have to press z to drop back down to ground level again predictably though the game doesn't always let you Leaving you hovering uncomfortably in midair. Yes, it does. At <laughs> the fact that you can, you always have to press the forward to go forward, even if you're facing into the camera. And that one twitch of the analog stick sends Soup starting like he's been picked off by an air rifle. And you have got a game on your hands that's virtually unplayable. Rounding things off nicely is an eye-dropping dull multiplayer. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. This has a multiplayer. I haven't even touched a multiplayer. What? Say what? Hang on a minute. What? This has a multiplayer? I didn't even notice. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) it does it has a multiplayer feature that supports up to four players and can be played in battle or race mode battle mode plays very much like a poor man's version of forsaken dumbed down graphics tunnel-like levels minus one wide open city arena and one gun animation through multiple different weapons are though multiple different weapons are obtainable They are only represented with a change of sound instead of a beep. Players get bloop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The one good thing about this mode is smooth frame rates. Something not even the single player can achieve. (laughs) Race mode on the other hand is completely baffling. Not only do players control like spaceships. Why? But rings shoot. From the backside of one opponent, we played this mode for a short while before giving up and give us a confusion. <laughs> How did I not notice this as a like, multiplayer? That is incredible. Anyway, back to N64 Magazine. Apologies. Some pleasantly angular visuals spoiled by the worst fogging we've ever seen. And a brilliant, brilliant sampled laugh blurted out by Superman's arch rival Lex Luger every time he triumphs sorry Lex Luthor not that Lex Luger he's not going to WCW randomly um, Lex Luthor every time he trum- triumphs which isn't as you expect hearty and evil but barely audible <laughs> uh, this alone <laughs> most made up for Superman being horrendous But, regrettably, not quite. (laughs) Tim Weaver. He scores it three on visuals, four on sound, one on mastery, one on lifespan. That's out of ten. So, it scores, a immediately, 14%. But, it does explain it is not the worst. If you like this, (laughs) it gives you some other awful N64 games which also includes Mortal Kombat Mythologies, uh, which only scored 9%, which that might well prove it. Uh, the, the the pluses and minuses. Lex's fantastic laugh is the only plus. And then in the minuses, we have dire controls, unplayably bad, uh, tenacious levels, mass fogging, stunning basic uh, artificial intelligence. I mean, it's it doesn't score very well there. <laughs> and then it gives a list of, of four reasons to hate Superman. Um, <laughs> Number one, help Superman. Lex has kidnapped us. It's okay, Lois. If I can just use the analog stick to regain some hype. Nope, sorry. I'll have to uh, take a rain check on that kidnapping. <laughs> number two, morning, Dark Shadow. Morning, soups. Are you going to shoot me, Dark? Nah, I'd like to, but I'm unable to shoot you when you get this close to me. Sorry about that. he has <laughs> got pictures uh, as well. I will post this up on the Twitter when I post the uh, link. Uh, solve this maze. So next one. Solve this maze, there's Lex. Right. So by maze, you mean uh, this long line of rings that start here and end up in five and a half minutes time. Uh, yeah, that's right. And then, lastly, the last reason to hate Superman sixty four. There's someone in trouble in Metropolis. Several minutes later, um, don't suppose anyone, uh, don't suppose, anyone knows the way to LexCorp. Do they? I uh, appear to be lost in all this fog. Ah, oh, I am so glad I went and found that. But let's turn to IGN. IGN's where we usually go for this. Let's see what they think of the game. So the IGN review, let's read this. Verdict, having grown up with a man of steel, Superman for the Nintendo 64 is a huge whopping disappointment for me. In fact, the game is so all round poorly executed that it's downright offending to people like myself who have enjoyed the comic books, movies, television shows, and more based upon the American icon. Not only is this, this subpar effort one of the Nintendo 64's worst games, it serves to even more prove that it takes more than a solid license to make a solid game. With horrible controls, unforgiving frame rates, and more bugs than you can, can that can be counted, Titus should be astonishingly ashamed of this awful game, and the company should doubly ashamed for pissing all over the beloved franchise. Don't. By this piece of garbage Uh, surprisingly it didn't score very high 3.4 which isn't their lowest ranked game so the two lowest ranked games ever on IGN were both N64 games one of them we will not be covering and that's Olympic hockey now the major reason why that was was it was a direct copy of another game best way to put it but the the next game scored 1.3 that that is a game we're going to be covering and that in my opinion is one of the worst games of all time now my summary on all this (laughs) no it is not a good game it is not but there's this weirdness about Superman 64 that it's, it's laughably funny it's something that you all need to experience. It's stop just listening to these YouTube lists of, ah, oh, worst games ever for this generation or worst games ever. You know, stop listening to these sort of lists. Go out there and play. Doesn't matter if that's emulation. If you get yourself a cheap cart, they go for about 25. So I wouldn't recommend paying full whack for it. But if you find it for a tenner, it's, it's worth a tenner. I mean, I've had games in the modern era that I'm like, oh, why have I spent this money on this? It's worth at least a tenner to say that you've experienced. Or there are plenty of emulators out there that you can go and get Superman 64 on a ROM and play it almost instantly. So go and do so. Don't just give in to these sites that keep saying it is the worst game of all time. It's not good, (laughs) it's a buggy mess. However, it is not the worst. It is not the worst on this console. We will be covering the worst when I hit a certain goal. There are some absolute cat games out there. And the next Project Reality check, we've got two on the horizon. One I've played in its entirety, and that is Batman of the Future or Batman Beyond, depending where you are. We're going to be covering that. That's that's not good. Yet again, is it the worst game of all time? And the other one is South Park Rally. So we've got these terrible games on the horizon that we will be actually having a look into and saying, are they the worst? But let me know what you think of that N64 Life podcast on Twitter, n64lifepodcast at gmail.com or if you want to come and interact with us, go into the show notes, Discord channels there. Ugh. Can I play some nice games now, please? Well, that's it. We're back. We're back into the flow. Thank you so much for listening thank you so much for I mean like bombarding me there's been individuals out there you know who you are that have been asking once a month when's the podcast coming back when's the podcast coming back and I know that you guys listening you yes you you don't come and watch the streams and I get that you you come to the podcast and I appreciate you for waiting you guys took the hits for me and my own mental health so thank you however I am back and I do promise that it's not going to be one of those things. You're at least going to get a podcast at least once a month. I promise at least once a month. Okay? But I am back doing this. And hopefully it will become bi-weekly again. I'm really hoping so. And we're going to be jumping back into a battle for Jinjos. Jinjos! Yes! We're back doing it! Now, there are a couple that I did promise before I went away, and I thought, ah, they, they haven't got the oomph that I wanted. You know, I've got about five ready to go. I've got about five powerful gingers. One didn't have the... A couple of them didn't have the oomph that I wanted as a, a first one back. um, And one of them... <laughs> so I'm not promising that... I don't want to say that there's a big one on the way, but there's a big one on the way um there's one battle for jinjos that i was like oh do i do i do that now or do i wait and then there's the bat the battle for jinjos that i alluded to at the beginning of the stream and because it's been sat there growing dust for so long i just feel like it needs to be let loose into the world because it's a genre that we have not visited so ladies and gentlemen in two weeks time there will be a battle for jinjos between, first of all, this game. StarCraft 64. A latter game that came out for the N64 and a great port of the StarCraft series that was... Sonominous elsewhere, and that will be facing off against... I've got a present for you. That was left-handed. Installing. Please stand by. Command and Conquer. A classic oh my giddy aunt. yes we're going to point and click war games war games uh we are going into this ah oh, this this one i have waited for a long time and i cannot wait to do it that'll be in two weeks time remember in about a week it well it depends when you're listening to this but the friday before i will be posting the poll where you can vote for which one of these two games you prefer And you've got a chance then to comment underneath and get in there and say, I love this game because of this. or I don't love this game because of this. You can jump in there and tell me why you love these games. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. And remember that I will be around every Friday, every Sunday, 8.30 till 11 uh, on a Friday and a Sunday. The ruddy Friday streams and the chill, lovely Sunday streams. Come and join me. On Twitch, N64 Life Podcast. You can't catch it. Don't you worry. Go onto YouTube, N64 Life Podcast again, and go onto the YouTube channel. I upload every evening the VOD onto there. Go and give it a watch. It's always nice to go into the analytics just to see who's hanging around, who watches it in full. Uh, Twitch, don't give me the opportunity that. That's why I upload them to YouTube. But oh, all you lovely lot. Isn't that good? And hey, good. This is blooming good. And so, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Um, Yeah, we've got some really nice podcasts on the way. And if I don't catch you next time, I shall catch you all very, very soon now. important. I'll see you later mate. Don't create mess. Hello? No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, this is Matty and I'm sending you this message Cliff just to basically give my feedback about the Superman 64 game. (laughs) I bought it Message deleted, message deleted.